mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers. Sean from Silicon Theory here, and this is Silicon Theory Radio. Wishing everybody a good morning and uh, apologizing in advance for my somewhat uh, froggy voice. I'm recording this a little bit earlier than I usually do simply because I had some off time and I'm going to try and get the show up early today because there's lots to talk about and also uh, I'm probably going to be gone for the rest of the morning so the normal recording time wouldn't uh, just wouldn't do. So let's get started. So first up, there is or was some interesting news from LG. They are releasing two new variants of their G7 uh, flagship smartphone, which Sean P. and I reviewed earlier in the year and uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, the review is up on our YouTube channel if you want to check it out at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. And uh, I basically liked a, a whole lot about the phone, actually. There's a lot to like there. But LG has produced uh, primarily uh, this new variant called the G7 One, And the reason that it's exciting is because it's going to be a participant in the Android One platform. And the Android One platform is simply that. It's an Android platform that is designed to allow phone OEMs to deliver a stock Android experience with their own hardware. So instead of like Samsung's... Um, Skin, uh, TouchWiz, uh, whatever they're calling it now, the Samsung experience, uh, and LG's skin or, uh, you know, the Huawei skin or MyUI, that kind of thing. The OEM produces a handset that runs basically a stock version of Android, Android One. So the specs on it are very, very similar to the original LG G7 that was launched earlier in the year with one major change, which may or may not be a deal breaker for some, but it's got the rest of the specs, a 3000 milliamp hour battery, a 16 megapixel rear camera, an eight megapixel front camera, four gigs of RAM, 32 gigs of storage, uh, the 6.1 inch quad HD full vision super bright display, which sports a 3120 by 1440p resolution, carries all of the other goodies like IP68 water and dust resistance, the quad hi-fi DAC, the MIL, 10, or MIL standard 810G compliance, the quick charge 3.0 technology, HDR10, DTX 3D surround sound, the boombox speaker, the list goes on and on and on, but it's running the Snapdragon 835, not the 845. This is last year's processor, which again, may be a deal breaker for some, but Hopefully, it will be a way for the G7 One to come down in price. The biggest, uh, well, one of the two biggest complaints that I had about the G7 was one that it didn't stand out very much in a world now ruled by notched phones. But two, the price was a little bit too high. And if the G7 One comes in at a you know four hundred dollar price point, I think this is a really really good phone for a lot of people, and especially for those who are looking for a device that's inexpensive and runs stock Android. You have a couple of different options uh, in the inexpensive space. And the Android One platform is primarily a way for um, folks to leverage uh, the low cost of software development because basically Google subsidizes all of that and to be able to definitely focus more on the hardware. And the G7 is definitely a great piece of hardware. And with Android One, it might actually be 
a decent seller, especially if you can enable it on Project Fi and you're in the US and that's something that is of significant interest to you. So you can save some money on the purchase of the phone if you can save some money on your um, cell service by using uh, the data program that Project Fi offers you. This might be a really, really good option. The other device, the G7 Fit that uh, LG is coming out with is mostly a you know, low to mid-end device. The uh, specs get even worse. You still have the same display, but you have a couple of different uh, skimpinesses, and that's the Snapdragon 821 chip, which is the same chip that was found in uh, the original Google Pixel device. Um, not a terrible processor, but again, you're getting into two-year-old technology, and um, it's basically going to be running Android Oreo in 8.1, but uh, it's, it's not really going to be the same as the Android One device, so you probably don't want it. The uh, purpose behind these two different devices, I'm not 100% sure of. LG's marketing strategy has been a little bit unusual in recent years, let's say, and be nice at that. So um, maybe there's a way that they can get this into the hands of international or European markets, uh, and because the US market's already been kind of uh, turned off by LG's products, but uh, we'll see. And there may be more information to come at IFA, which is the second point that I want to talk about this morning, and that is IFA in Berlin. IFA 2018 is going on. This is the Consumer Electronics Unlimited show that happens every year, and a lot of the major, major, major uh, European and Asian market brands show off a lot of their new tech there. Now, most of them, like Samsung, who will be there, already have their own separate launch events, and so their main flagship devices will already have been debuted, but IFA's uh, kind of a fun trade show. Um, you get a chance to look at some really interesting gadgets that uh, may or may not see the light of day here in the United States, but we're going to have representation from Samsung, BlackBerry uh, under the TCL banner, uh, Sony, uh, Dell, Lenovo or Motorola, Huawei, uh, the aforementioned LG, Nokia, HTC. Every one of these vendors is going to have something new there. We're probably going to see televisions, maybe, from Samsung. Um, their rumor from the rumor, the Fria, the Verge, is that they're supposed to be showing off an 8K uh, QLED television, which would be insane and amazing. So if you're into uh, high-quality televisions, Samsung may have you covered. The rumor is, is that uh, BlackBerry may have a cheaper variant of the Key 2 called the Key 2 LE, which... Um, you know, the BlackBerry, 2, BlackBerry Key 2 is kind of a niche product anyway, so to have a different offering from it kind of uh, puzzles a little bit. TCL's branding strategy with BlackBerry has been mostly successful, I think, by and large over the last couple of years since BlackBerry themselves focused primarily on the software game. But TCL's uh, variants of the Key version, the Key 1 and now the Key 2, um, again, very, very niche product for people who really, really, really like a physical keyboards. So... That's probably a small group of folks, and since they're making phones for small groups of folks, maybe they think that they can you know, do whatever the hell they want, and they might be right. Far be it for me to say no, but I don't think when you're talking about cutting the processor from the Snapdragon 660 to the 636 platform, scaling back on the RAM from 6 gigs to 4 gigs, and cutting the battery's capacity by 500 milliamp hours, I don't think 
you're moving in the right direction. Let's say that again and be nice and call it a day. So Sony may have an updated XZ3 line that's been leaked and this report from The Verge is indicating that it's still definitely a leak so we don't know that 100% for sure. What Dell may have is probably going to be a laptop because, you know, that's pretty much what Dell makes. Um, Huawei is supposedly going to show off the Mate 20 Pro uh, and the regular Mate 20, which would be really, really interesting. The Mate 10 and the Mate 10 Pro last year were really, really good hardware phones. Some people didn't particularly care for Huawei software, but, you know, software is kind of a personal choice. So if you are into uh, very long battery life and are something of a business user and are looking for a really, really strong high-end productivity phone, you've got a couple of different choices. The Note, obviously, Recently released by Samsung is going to be one of those, and maybe even the Mate 20 Pro. LG is going to announce probably their V40, maybe tease it at least. And uh, you know, I've been a little bit disappointed with LG this year. I got a chance to go out to the launch event of the G7, which I really enjoyed and had a fun tie with. But you know, again, the, the marketing around LG's products is really what's getting them. And yeah, you can't just undercut the price points of all of your phones to make sure that you can sell them because you're never going to compete on the price point stage. But you know, the V40 is probably just going to be more of the same. I really, really enjoyed the V30. We had a chance to review the V30 Plus also up on the YouTube channel, so make sure you check that out. But the V40 is looking like it's going to have five cameras and sport a notch display and just things that I don't think anybody really is going to care about. So, uh, eh, we'll see, I guess. Uh, the U brand from HTC uh, has been teased. E, there was a tweet that went out recently from HTC's official account saying that there would be something new for you launching on August 30th. The rumor is that this is probably the U12 Life phone, which is a cheaper, uh, more kind of dumbed down from a spec standpoint uh, of the U12, which was not a good phone, uh, or the U12 Plus, excuse me. Uh, the U12 is plus it's just it's not a good phone so I can't imagine that the U12 life is going to be any good um, recently there have been some information that software patches have improved the capacitive buttons that they were using for uh, the volume rockers and that was one of people's biggest gripes with that but I don't think that overall HTC is a position is in a position to really be able to do uh, the kind of innovation that they're going to need to to bring that company back from the brink and I would not be surprised if at some point in the not too distant future HTC decided that they were going to get out of the phone manufacturing game altogether and possibly sell themselves to Google who knows that's my speculation not a rumor don't quote me on that but wouldn't be a shocker so that's the preview coverage of EFA 2018. As the rest of the official announcements go live, we're going to have some more discussion about them. So I will definitely get a hold of Sean P and we'll talk about the major events from EFA. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. And remember, as always, you can catch all of our content over at SiliconTheory.com. Follow us on social. We are at Silicon Theory on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mash that link in the bio for our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe while you're there. We appreciate you listening. And remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.